Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. Welcome back to the Run Dot Down post game show on the Strickland YouTube channel. And if you're listening to this the day after the Strickland Podcast Network, what was it? Last Sunday or two Sundays ago, Knicks got embarrassed by the Dallas Mavericks. It was two Saturdays. Two Saturdays. Two Saturdays ago, Knicks got embarrassed by the Dallas Mavericks. And there laid Tom Thibodeau on the hot seat as the Knicks fans were preparing for him to be fired. Since that day, the Knicks have not lost seven straight. We win tonight 109 to 106 in a gutty, gritty, grinded out game versus a young Indiana Pacers team who I thought for one moment in there was going to win this game because it looked very shaky, but the Knicks pulled it out. They won. This is a t- this is a this is a game that this team loses. Not even just last year, but earlier this year. Besides, like the Nuggets game, which was like the only other win that this kind of reminds me of. Um, it was really like like earlier this year we lose this game easily. Like the team folds down the stretch. They don't make these plays. Um, and yeah, I mean, led by the big three. Of Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett, and Julius Randle, I feel like they all had their own stretch of the game where they weren't talking about. Um, and then, of course, Mitch in the middle, just providing an insane game, at least in the first half, I would say. But yeah, I mean, there's just so much to talk about. Um, of course, we are going to start with Jalen Brunson, the $100 million man who not everyone believed in coming into this season. Um, and yeah, he finishes the game with 30 points, hits three threes. Um, and yeah, he really took over down the stretch. Hit, had this great stretch where he hits a three. Um, this is where the Knicks were down. And I thought, okay, we're about to lose this game. Um, my mind prepared the, for the worst. Um, he comes down, he hits a three. Then next possession, he gets a steal, gets the layup. And then from there, you kind of can tell that the Knicks are about to get their, their hands on this game. Yeah, um, that stretch alone though was like that was the Brunson stretch of the season, because like they go up six, he doesn't call a timeout, and I'm like, are you sure? And then he shuts me up immediately. Brunson hits that three, comes back on the other end. Um, Julius has like it was like a, a break underneath the basket. I think Julius has the offensive rebound, the ball gets poked away. Um, the Pacers start to run, and Brunson just reads the play. Like, he knows where the ball is going. He just anticipates where, I think, it was Halliburton and Empire, I'm not sure, one of them. Like, he anticipates where the ball is going, picks it off, gets it to the Knicks are down one. And like you said, like, I, I felt a ton of confidence in that moment. And then when um, Miles Turner missed both those free throws, I was like, yeah, they would have been scared. Yeah. And what can you say? Like, I think Brunson was vital down that stretch. Again, 30 points, another quiet 30 piece for Brunson. Um, he is assuredly an all-star. Th- there is not any more debate. Uh, I don't want to hear about your Trey Youngs. I don't want to hear about your DeJounte Murrays. I don't want to hear about your Tyrese Halliburton's. They can make it. I don't care. Jalen Brunson needs to be there. Jalen Brunson is an all-star. Jalen Brunson is arguably the best guard in the East right now. I think after Donovan Mitchell... I think it's a toss-up, but I think Jalen Brunson is right there. Um, <clears throat> just a resounding game from him. Uh, three, he hit three threes again, so I think this is his third straight game with three threes. Uh, five, five out of five from the free throw line. A rare game where he turned the ball over a lot, but at the same time, he was asked to do a ton for this team, and he managed to do it all, and then some. So I can't fault him one bit for what he did down the stretch because without him, they don't win this game. Without his poise, without his leadership, without his ability to just remain composed, he he won this game. And it just speaks to, again, the front office taking that gamble, which a lot of people thought was short-sighted. A lot of people thought it was foolish to some degree. I did not. Um... 
And yeah, it turns out that Jalen Brunson is an all-star caliber guard. All of you should eat crow, and we are living. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking here at this um, all-star article from December 6th by Michael C. Wright on NBA.com. Eight candidates to be all-star guards in the Eastern Conference. Jalen Brunson was not listed on this list. We have Jalen Brown, DeMar DeRozan, Darius Garland, Harden, Halliburton, Donovan Mitchell, DeJounte Murray, and Trey Young. Um, a lot of these guys are on teams that are underperforming, or some of them are forwards, like DeRozan and, um, and Brown. But, I mean, Jalen Munson is, I feel confident he's better than almost all of that list, like, pretty confidently with this recent stretch of this winning streak. Um, and, like, like we said before, the Knicks have a chance to make this winning streak even longer. Um, and I feel more confident in that, especially after seeing them gut out this win. Um, they're going to be playing some teams, some more favorable matchups. We got um, – who we got coming up, I think, after the, this? The Warriors. We got the Warriors on Tuesday. We got um, Tuesday is actually when All Star voting opens up. For those that are wondering, get y'all votes in, bro. I don't want to see nobody slacking this year. If I don't see Jalen Brunson at the top of the East guards with the Knicks fan base, somebody is slacking, bro. I'm gonna be voting. Sam will be voting. The Strictly will be pushing stuff. TKW, everybody gonna be pushing it. Get y'all votes in because this man deserves to start, bro. He deserves to start. I don't hear no DeRozan should start. None of that. Bradley Beal is like DOA. I don't want to hear about that. Like, I'm just, like every year the East has like a um a charity case All Star vote, where like one dude gets a start who shouldn't be starting. It was Trey Young, and then it was Bradley Beal in the COVID year, and then it was Demar Derozan last year. It should be Jalen Brunson this year, and he's earned it. Yeah, he's earned yeah, it. He has. He has. Um, there's there's no doubt about that. I mean, to 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 elevate this Knicks team to to where it's been, to where it is right now, from where it's been. Um, and with the three-point shooting, like, really jumping up, I imagine it's jumped up even more. I know the last game went from 33 to 36 off that one game alone. He was 100% tonight from three. He I imagine like, 37. It might be, 37. like, 37 or 38. It, yeah. it might be even more because it jumped up three points from shooting 66%, and he shot 100% from three. I'll check so that out. it might jump up to, like, 39, maybe. If he could legitimately forward like 50, 40, 90, that'd be nuts, by the way. It would and he legit might do it too. That's a 47. Okay. I'm but about yeah. to find out right now. But yeah, he he definitely did his thing. He's 37. His thing. It's 37% now? Yeah, 37%. Okay. okay. So, yeah, I mean, the three-point percentage just keeps climbing, keeps climbing, keeps climbing. Um, And yeah, he's he's been the leader of this big three. Um, that everyone called the mid three in the off season, hilariously enough. It ain't um, mid no more, baby. But yeah, he's he's been the catalyst behind it. Um, and yeah, I mean, what more can you say besides just being thoroughly impressed night in, night out? Um, and you know, I'm gonna have to cop his jersey soon. Yeah, I was debating it. I, I think I might have to. That statement jersey might be calling my name. Yeah, I have an RJ and I have a quickly one. I need to get a Jalen Brunson one now. I think it's right. Yeah. The time is right. And a Mitch one, too. I think I need a Mitch one. Speaking of Mitch, speaking yeah. of Mitch, man. I mean, we could like, just jump right into Mitch. I mean, he had probably one of the most dominant halves I've ever seen from him in his whole Knicks tenure. The numbers don't even say enough of what he did. Um, he had, like, six points, eight rebounds, four blocks in the first half. Um, and he was just having his way defensively. Um, on the glass, like there was nothing that the Pacers could do with him. He ended up finishing the, the night with um, uh, he had... 10 points, 13 yeah. rebounds, two assists, one steal, four blocks. Um, but yeah, he just he just did his thing. He was dominant down low. Um, and, you know, just another great performance being a complimentary piece to this big three that we have going on. Yeah, I just and he straight up neutralized my starter. Like, Miles Turner was a footnote in tonight's game. And Miles Turner's been putting on numbers to his credit. But he did not do anything remotely viable this game. And it was because Mitchell Robinson literally put him in jail. Like, beat him on the boards, contested him well. Miles Turner missed, like, five shots in a row at one point. Like, what, what do you... 
what like the way this guy's playing right now, man, is just he's a top ten center in the league right now. I, I think you could argue he's a top ten center in the league right now. He should be getting to all defensive votes just because of his production on both ends. Like this guy is incredible. Um, he's just been on the best stretch of his career, and it's just great to see him finally get into a groove because, you know, he struggled with health his third year. His fourth year, it was definitely up and down while he was trying to get his conditioning back. The conditioning is there this year. The timing is there. His impact on the boards is there. Um, and he just creates so many opportunities for this team. I also want to give a shout-out to his playmaking because I feel like that's improved significantly. Like, his ability to just process the floor and kick it out to the open shooter. It seems small, but, like, his ability to just, like, compose himself, pass, get it to the right guy. He's getting assists now, too, which is, like, really solid. Like, that's what you want to see Mitch Robinson do. That's what, that's the leap you want to see him make. And if he's able to do something like that, where, like, even if he gives you, like, one assist or two assists a game, like, he could do that. So three straight games with an assist, four blocks again, limiting turnover, just hyper-efficient around the rim. This is this is the Mitchell Robinson I think a lot of us expected on the second contract, and it's coming to fruition now. Definitely. Um, I feel um, RJ had a good, like, he had a good two-point shooting game, um, and I feel like he had a good game overall. Um, the fact that he's not hitting threes and still being able to put up a pretty um solid twenty, what is it, twenty four points tonight? Yeah. I feel like that's 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 pretty good. And like once that three point shooting ticks ticks up, um, I mean, shot fifty fifty two percent from the field today, um, and I feel like the way he got his twos was really dominant, especially though that that one dunk. He finally remembered that he has some bounce that he can utilize at any moment. Um, and he's finally utilizing that strength which has been a huge knock on him this year, at least, is like how he's not leveraging his strength to his, uh, to his advantages. He's finally doing that. It's, it looks like it's all coming together, and it looks like we're finally out of the RJ slump phase, out of the RJ calendar. There's that picture that goes around yeah. every year of, like, RJ calendar. It's, it's like, like I think we're, calendar. We're, yes, we're approaching that point where it's like, oh, shit, is he Michael Jordan right now? And it's like, yeah, this is the point of the season yeah. where we're at. Now, finally, so that we can finally get out of that, rough stretch and all that ugly basketball um and it's coming together all at the right time because i mean like we said this is the perfect opportunity for the knicks to really run off like a really solid like maybe 10 plus game win streak with how everything is flowing yeah um his push shot was going tonight which is really good to see um his touch around the rim was solid especially against miles turner who again is like one of the best shot blockers in the league but like from two-point range he was on fire he only missed uh, three shots from two-point range tonight, which is really encouraging for him. Seven attempts at the rim, two and two from like the little left-hand corner. He was using the glass. He was just getting the push shot off using touch. That arsenal of him, two-point um, two shooting, is really, really potent, and I'm glad he was able to utilize it today. I would like to see that be more consistent. I hope this is um, the start of a stretch to come for him, especially coming from twos. So... Here's hoping, but yeah, he had a really good game tonight. Five turnovers, but I feel like a lot of those turnovers were him trying to like create opportunities for other players and the paces with them well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I think he played a really solid game. He had like really good block down the stretch of the game as well, which is really crucial. Clutch, yep, clutch it was block, really clutch. Like he's been blocking. He's been getting a couple of key blocks the last few games, which is really good. Finally, lock it in on that end, which is something that we all criticized him for to start the year. So it's good that. As the winning streak continues, as the team is winning, as the team is locking in on defense more, he is a part of that. He is a big contributor in that as well, um, as he is getting bigger minutes down the stretch now too. So, you know, those those runs with the second unit are, I think, are part of the reason why he's getting more minutes. But yeah, it's definitely been a huge help that he's finally locked in on defense. Yeah, I, I'm just glad he's locked in on defense because it was looking rough the last, like the last month. It was looking bad i'm yeah. just glad he's back to like being the solid defender he always has been and now he's getting a couple stocks too which is really good to see yep um quentin grimes had a pretty eh, okay game um he had, a, he had a he had a key turnover that everyone probably was gonna not he had a key like i, I didn't want to say turnover but like he had a key moment down the stretch where everyone wanted to like rip his head off for um where he stopped dribbling and especially like Clyde just like laid into him like 
Clyde always has this like one player game where he absolutely like rips into them. And it's just like today was Grimes with that play. And I, I didn't like it either because like as that part of the game, you cannot pick up your dribble, especially in that spot where he picked up his dribble, because at that point you are literally basically surrounded. You have two defenders, yeah. you have the half court line, and then you have the side, the out of bounds sideline. There's yeah. nowhere to go. You're absolutely trapped. And then you put Julius Randle in a tough position when he gets the ball. Cause like he he just had he ended up throwing it out of bounds basically and like you can't you can't put yourself or your team in that position, um. But I mean he had a, he had, he also had a key three down the stretch too so like he giveth and he taketh away in that moment, um. But yeah I mean he still played pretty well defensively I would say. Um, I think he was great defensively. I thought he was great. His his defense at Halberton was incredible. Um, him and Mitch on Halliburton, like Halliburton cannot get anything off all game. Mm-hmm. Like I think they knew the playbook of Halliburton is he's never going to take shots in the paint, and he's always going to pass out of his drives. And they read that really well. And Halliburton made two threes in the beginning of the first quarter, and then he had nothing else. That was it. So that was really positive to see from him. But I guess he got his double doubles or whatever, whatever. But like. Yeah, like I think Grimes is fantastic defensively. Four stocks, which is really good to see. You want to see him be a little bit more aggressive with his shot making, but I do feel like he was a bit. He was thinking more of like the defensive end because like, I feel like everybody else had it going. So he's just there, like he's scalable, you know. Like if you need him to take fifteen shots, he can. But if you just want him to like play defense and strap up for thirty minutes, he can do that as well. And I feel like that's versatility, and. I'm not going to knock him too bad because he had the shot when it mattered. So. Yes. Yep. Um, wish he had hit more because my parlay relied on it, but we won't get into that. The Knicks won, so I'm happy there. Um, <laughs> last but not least, the man who hit six clutch free throws, Julius Randle. Um, great game from him in terms of, you know, not only the, the clutch um, free throws, but the rebounding, 14 rebounds tonight. Um, there was some key plays where there was a key play where he got the offensive rebound, but then he turned it over. But there was another re- play where he got the um, he got like ripped away the rebound away from Neesmith when Neesmith looked like he was about to get a second opportunity late in that fourth quarter. But yeah, I thought he had a pretty good game. Um, there was a there was a stretch from like the third quarter to like midway through the fourth quarter where he wasn't doing anything basically. Um, but that changed once we got to like late in the fourth quarter. He was the one that got the ball. He was the one that was getting the free throws. He made those shots when it mattered most. Um, credit to him for hitting those free throws because he was one for four um, on the night heading into that stretch. So it was a little, it was like a little shaky. Um, but he put all that to rest and helped us seal this win. So shout out to him for yeah. doing that. And I thought defensively. He um, was the in the fourth especially in the fourth quarter, there was huge plays defensively where he was just like he was great, like simple yeah. as that. Um, like, and and it, put, it, 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 it that much more frustrating when he's not because it's like you can do this, but you just choose not to. So yeah, like it was basically like they put they told him, okay, you're on the island against Halliburton, and like he basically pulled up his shorts. And he, what are we what are we looking at? I'm looking at some. I'm, I'm looking at um some box scores right now that uh, two parlays might. Woo! Oh my gosh! I mean, but I'm yeah. looking at I'm looking at one box score right now, but that's the um Toronto game. Anyway, Dream on. Oh, he's doping. Um, yeah, he's doping for real. He's doping. Anyway, back to it. Um, yeah, like he pulled up his shorts and he went to work against Halbert on the switch on an island. And Halliburton had nowhere to go. Yeah. Yeah, nowhere, nowhere to go to the point where like, he settled for some kind of falling back, step back, three-pointer, and it just didn't work. And the Knicks got the rebound, and that was that. And that happened twice, I feel. And I think there was another uh, there was another one where like RJ gets um Buddy Healed and Buddy Heald tries to put up a shot, and then Julius just comes and helps and stop there. Nobody they can't hit the shot. I think that's yeah. the play. Is that the play where um he threw it to like he tried to throw it um and then Quentin Grimes was right there and he caught it and then that's yeah, the yeah, Quentin yeah. Grimes yeah. play, yeah yeah. 
But it was fantastic defense from him down the stretch. And offensively, could have been a little bit better, but still 12 free throws from him. He hit 9 of 12. So he started off 1 of 4, ended the game 6 of 6. The defensive rebounding was solid as well. He had three key offensive rebounds off the stretch of the fourth quarter where he was just fighting for boards. I do like the fact that he's been able to, like, know that when he doesn't have it offensively, and then he just kind of can miss himself more defensively and to rebounding. I like to see that switch from him. Um, yeah, all, all in all, like, overall solid game, even though the numbers aren't the sexiest. Uh, I think his passing was really solid as well, I feel like. Um, especially passing on the double team. I think he was, like, pretty good. Uh, he had like one or two early in the game that like led to him getting sniped, but then like after that, like he was fine. Like he was passing on the double teams really well. Like he found, uh, I think he got doubled once, and then RJ had a cut, and then it turns like an RJ push shot, which is really solid. Uh, he got doubled once, and then like passed it up like Brunson, and that was a three. So like, I, I think he's been playing really good, and I feel like he's been having a very like he's beginning to a groove lately, which is really nice to see. Yes. He has. Um, everything is coming together at the right time for this team. Um, we will get into the bench as we get into the comments. Um, time for everyone's favorite part of these shows. All right. The NBA season is heating up, and there and Wow, okay. The NBA season is heating up. When I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Again, as I've said before, one of my favorite parts of DraftKings is their ability to have not just the starters listed, which is something that a lot of other books only list the starters and don't list guys on the bench. Um, and that was a big thing for me betting early on with the Knicks is you wanted to bet on their bench players, but other books didn't have their bench players. DraftKings was one of those books that definitely had them. Um, download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum agent eligible restriction supply. See show notes or show description for details. <clears throat> All right, let's get into some comments. Um, Chris Bernhard says, the whistle for the Pacers is truly something. Matherin getting superstar whistles. Yeah, that was wild. I, res I respect Matherin for being a really good rookie, and, you know, he's getting the respect of the refs, but, like, not tonight, buddy. Not tonight. Let's do, save that for a Wednesday night versus, you know, the Hornets or something. Not versus us. Seven nope. free throws. Seven free throws, bro. And RJ we're we're on a win streak. Come on. Like, we're not trying to we're not trying to see Matherin take all these free throws, man. I will say, though, that Julius Randle getting the free throws he's deserved for like the last three years is really good. I like the refs doing that. Much appreciated. I think he's had, like, he's averaging 10 over the win streak, which is nuts. But, like, I kind of feel like – I feel like all of them should be, like, averaging 10. Maybe that's just because, like, I'm a homer. But, like, Brunson gets whacked every time he goes down the court. RJ gets murdered every time he gets to go skills to the basket. Like, yeah, like, it's nuts. But can't go playing as long as they – Yeah, I mean, we got the win. So yeah. free throw disparity, foul disparity or not, we still won. So I'll take it. But I would – you they'll definitely hear my voice – if we lose, when we lose, whatever it may be, if the whistles are not in our favor, like we're not losing until next year. We're not losing until next year. That that would be that would be great to like ride in like a. What, Imagine if we go all third? of December undefeated. That would be. Sod. That would lead to Thibs getting a an extension though. He got a statue. Should be. They'll extend him at half court. <laughs> 
it'll literally be like a be like a dance award ceremony. He'll sign the contract in front of everybody. And they go, go next. And then I swear to God, he got the he got the statue. Yas- he ain't no statue, but he'll get one. Shit. <laughs> Yasser says that's it. I've seen enough. It hasn't been washed in weeks, but putting on my RJ jersey, it's time. Yasser has he has moved past the slander. He is he is going to to put on his RJ jersey. I haven't worn any of my jerseys all year. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you know, I have to put on the seven for the wind seven streak and mellow. You know yeah, I haven't, I haven't put on any of my jerseys yet. I might put on, I might put it on if we get to ten. If we get, a, if we get to ten, I'll put on the jersey. Can I pull up the Clyde one? Nah, I don't got no Clyde one. Damn, slacking, slacking. I am slacking. I took a break because I was like on a spending splurge of Knicks gear at one point. So you know, what? I get that. I had to take a break, but if we get to ten, I'll back out. I'll back out. Maybe the the RJ jersey or the quickly jersey, or maybe even buy the the Brunson one. Yeah, I think I think the Brunson one might be a bus cop. I got the mellow ones, and I got the JR Smith one in the tuck. But it's like you know, those are for like super special occasions. You know, that's from the winning years. But yeah, um, Brent says welcome. Brent, haven't seen you in the chat in a while. Um, Halliburton really the next Chris Paul because when his team needed him most, he vanished. Stat padding bum passed off the first clutch, clutch shot, bricked the second, then couldn't ruin his stats enough. Yeah, then couldn't ruin his stats enough to miss the second free throw. Boy, he was literally like tried so hard to not take shots. Like, I get it, his numbers are gaudy, but like he looked lost out there. He couldn't get any paint touches, which means that like. The, like he had no effect in the game. He had no effect on the game, dude. I, it was, I did not care. I did not care about him playing. He was just, he was another guy. He was another guy. And the fact that he's unwilling to take layups makes him so predictable because you know he's going to do. he does that's all he does he gets two feet into the paint and instead of like taking a layup he just goes i'm gonna kick it out to open shooter so like he gets assists and like he's able to score 20 because he's a good shooter but like i i, I don't care about this guy dude i don't care about him he's like not this all-star talent that nick somehow passed up on like he's good but if there's somebody else in the team who like takes shots but he becomes significantly less important like he'll make the all-star team this year just because of numbers and like Jalen Brunson, is mid. yeah. Well, like you're asking me if I want like Halliburton or Jalen Brunson, I'm taking Jalen Brunson ten times out of ten. I mean, look at Jalen Brunson's able to take over games the way that he does late in the fourth that, quarter. Consistently. And then, like you look at the difference between Halliburton and Jalen Brunson. That was it. That was it. That was one All Star guard coming out and like showing you how to basically seal games. And there was one guy who was shaking like a stripper when the <laughs> moment got tough. Man, my was that Magic City in his head. I don't know what they got in Magic City down there in um, Indiana, but, like, he was literally back up there doing the twerky later because he did not want to take any shots. So, I don't want to – I don't care about the Halliburton. I know they missed on the Halliburton. Who cares? Right? Yeah. I mean – Jordan Bubb says, Jalen Brunson is him. RJ had a nice game from the two-point percentage, not so much from three. QG, I always get that. That's a, that's a tongue twister right there. QG with timing three, massive rebound in the fourth. Even with his brain fart and 30, continued to next comment. I'm crying. Um, but yeah, Jordan Bubb again encapsulating the game perfectly right there. Um, JL says we survived an all-time fake ass performance from Neesmith. God is good. Yeah, Neesmith was out here like hitting step backs, dunking on folks in the paint. Like he was just doing everything. And I was just like, um, okay, like you you, you cannot tell me that was of righteousness because Neesmith hitting step back, he had two of them. Ryan Aaron Neesmith hitting two step back threes is not holy i don't care what you say like that was such a fake ass game and they tried to use all the fake shit but it didn't work because god is good all the time and all the time god is good man 
Yeah, Nees Smith was. I was watching this game. And I was like, okay, like, is like, are we really gonna lose to the hand of Aaron Neesmith? If so, then so be it. I mean, it's better than losing to like Halliburton or Miles Turner. Um, thankfully, it wasn't any of them. So, I'll take it. I will take it. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Um, Ace Bouchard says it was a nice enough game from the big mid three, but we need to get more offensive production from the others. Yeah, I mean, I like that they're they're they those three have been consistently great offensively, but I agree. I think we do still need to see more offensive production from guys like um like Quentin Grimes, like an Emmanuel quickly. Um Manuel quickly had a timely floater in the fourth, I will say. Um, but we do need to see more from him offensively. As well as um, in general, we need to see more from those the others on this team offensively. Um, we got a taste of that from Quentin Grimes in that game um, against the Bulls the other day. But it's something that needs to be more consistent, so that way the offensive burden isn't so much on those three guys offensively. So yeah. Then again, like if you're getting like I think it was seventy five combined from all three of those guys. Uh, yeah, 75? Uh, no, I meant 80. But, like, regardless, if you're getting that production from your mid-three, then, like, you really only need, like, you know, a Mitch having 10 points and maybe another guy having, like, 11, and you're fine. I kind of feel like at this point it's basically, I think you could count on the mid-five to equal around, like, 60 to 80, and then, like, you have your other guy step up. They definitely do need some more offense, though. Um... Would not be surprised if they look for a trade. I think they might look for like a way to get some cheap bench scoring because the bench is good defensively, but they need some kind of offensive boost. And it's been rough with Hartenstein and Sims, even though Sims, um, even though the defense is good with those guys and the rebound is especially really good with those guys, the uh, the offense is dreadful because Miles has to find himself. Shout out to Miles though hitting that nice three in the fourth quarter, I believe. But they need to get some more offense there. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm so... Wow. Obi out hurts the bench. Where does Cam? He can help showcase him. Cam isn't helping this bench in this core. Uh, I think he does. A little bit. Just, like, helping off the closeouts, I think. Yeah, but, like... I mean, he's... I, I mean, it's whatever. I don't really care about Cam Reddish. I mean, they already showcased him enough. They want to trade him. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if he bought into the role that they want him to have, then, yeah, he would be a help offensively off the bench. Because, I mean, defensively, he's still pretty pretty solid. Right. Um, exactly. He had some issues against quicker guards, but, like, that's expected. Um, but, yeah. Looks like Cam won't be seen anytime, anytime soon. Um, we haven't heard any trade requests or trade rumors about him asking out. So I guess that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, it seems like he's buying into, you know, being a good teammate. And, you know, winning cures all. Like, he's not going to complain because the team is winning. If the team were losing, though, bet there'd be some rumblings about Cam thinks he can help the team off the bench. He doesn't think he should be out of the rotation. But we're winning, so there's none of that. So, I mean, hey. Um, Ace Bouchard also says, I appreciate the Knicks embracing switching and trapping more against certain matchups with certain personnel. Um, Yeah. I mean, thankfully, Dibs has somewhat adjusted to these... um, these matchups, um, again, going, I guess, with the smaller rotation, it's kind of forced his hand creative-wise in terms of doing different things. So we have to give him his fair share of props there, I would say. Yeah. Dev deserves props for finally doing the things he's, he should have done, like, a long-ass time ago. Like, Julius switching has been a thing since he was on the Lakers. <laughs> like... It's about time you got to switch more, but I'm glad for him doing it sooner rather than later. Yeah. 
Oh wow. Wow. Um let's see. I don't know. Okay, let's do this one. I don't know what switch was flipped for RJ and Julius in terms of their defensive intensity, but it has been the most important factor for them. Yeah, it's been huge. Um, it makes the starting lineup like passable on on defense, where we're not like getting run out of the gym by teams. So, yeah. I would argue it makes it more than passable. I think it makes it elite. Because I think with I think with uh, Grimes and Mitch and, like, a decent showing from RJ, it's a good defense. When, like, Randall can play that way as well and RJ could fire um, more than, like, just being mediocre, then, like, it's elite. And Brunson is still giving you, like, good production as well defensively. Even though he's smaller, he can still, like, get into a passing lane and get steals and such. Like, again, he had another steal tonight, two steals tonight, actually. So, like, when that when that starting lineup gets to basically, like, just zoom around and close out, and like you saw it for, like, a lot of the first quarter where they were just, like, every time the Pacers tried to run, they'd be close out, close out, close out, close out. And then, like, they would get back on defense, and then, like, it would just make shots difficult. So that's what you like to see from this defensive unit, and that's why they've been so effective. Yeah, I mean, it definitely helps with the the added guys off the bench, with Deuce and Sims to help with defensive um, intensity and whatnot. But yeah, I think the starting lineup buying in defensively, especially RJ and Julius, because those are the two biggest conundrums I would say defensively. Like there were moments where they were completely, they were complete tire fires. Um, so the fact that they have been able to lock in, and I mean, what have the Knicks been like the, this, during this win streak? defensive efficiency wise like what top five maybe or top three it's been uh, first since the win streak they're, they're first they're first right yeah so it's like yeah. stuff like that it definitely you know yeah. it, it, it's showing and you know all guys had to do was just give a fuck <laughs> and try it's crazy and, how much giving a fuck works in the nba right but how how it's crazy how many guys just don't do it on that end because it's not pretty. Um, let's see. Jordan Bub says, by the way, IQ needs to find his shot. Deuce didn't have his imprints on this game, but made a three. And can we see the end of Sims and Hart pairing? When it works, it's good. When it doesn't, it looks bad. Yeah, I think it's something that's like depending on personnel that they do. Um, I don't think it's something that you necessarily want to see it that often. Um, I thought there was a certain point in this game. I thought they was going to pull the plug on it and, you know, insert Grimes in because with that lineup, when they play Sims in a heart out there, they don't play it with like good enough spacing. And I think that's something that really hurts that unit a lot. Um, Cause like, at least to my knowledge, when I've seen that lineup out there, it's like, I heart and Sims with like, IQ, Deuce, and RJ. I don't think that's enough shooting out there for, for a unit like that to work. So, Yeah, I just think um, I think that lineup is okay defensively. I do, like to see, I do want to see more offense from it, but it kind of feels like the guys who are supposed to give that lineup offense are struggling. So, like, IQ is really struggling. Deuce is still trying to find his shot. I feel like the lineup works if those guys can, like, operate the way we expect them to operate. I feel like it's fine. Like, in a lineup like that, I want to see guys like IQ and Deuce and it grinds that lineup. I want to see him getting shots up. I want to see them taking threes. I want to see them, like, actually trying to score instead of, like, how quick, um, timid quickly he's been playing and such. So I think it's less of the lineup and more just, like, the personnel right now is struggling. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's definitely the personnel, too. Um. I think, you know... When the personnel isn't playing that way, playing the way it should be, then you got to switch things up. Um, so that's another thing for Tips to work on. You know, hopefully gets to that point. Um, but, yeah. All right. Let's see what next comment we got. Um, Francisco Carrillo says, 30 in 
52 left. Enough time for Thibs to go completely to completely go mad. Um, I think this 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 nine man rotation has kind of it's kind of given Thibs the best of both worlds, or at least it's giving at least fans and Thibs the best of both worlds, where he's playing the guys that we want him to play, but he's able to like play like this like strict playoff rotation type of basketball that he likes to play. So I think he'll be okay for now. We'll see. I mean, we'll see how he balances things when Obi's back and then the dichotomy with Sims and Hartenstein, what he what he does there. Does he play one on in certain matchups? Does he play the other in certain matchups? Like it's just gonna be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, I would like to see him be more creative with the um with the <clears throat> sorry, with the center rotation. I don't think he will, but I do feel like Sims and Hartenstein are like Sims has definitely been more good, um, been good defensively. Uh, I think Hardstein's offensive rebounding has been underrated. I don't think we talk about it a lot, but he's been really solid getting offensive rebounds, creating more opportunities, and he's still like averaging a block. I'm pretty sure. So like he's not again, he's not a scrub. So yeah, like by, by all accounts, he's a positive player this year. He's just frustrating, and offensively, he could be a little bit better, but. I still think he's fine. Yeah. Um, Aaron De Niro says, Rick Carlisle just gave the Knicks their flowers, said we're as good as any team in the NBA. We have definitely been proving it. So, you know, <clears throat> not empty, not an empty statement there. Um, and the Pacers have been a pretty solid team this year themselves. So, you know, there's that. They, I, they call that Eldo, don't matter. Yep. Um, okay, so this is where I guess I guess we're going to the Golden State matchup. Um, Jordan Bub says, How do you think Grimes matches up with Poole, and how will we try to attack the Golden State defense on Tuesday? What do you well, think? Well, Clay Thompson go play, Clay Thompson plays for us, so that's the first step. The second step is hope Draymond doesn't PED before the damn game again. He hit fucking three threes in a row to start this to start the game, like. That was wild, by the way. Draymond scoring, like he, he had like 13 in the first quarter. I think that's the most points he's had since the 2016 finals at game seven. So, like, hopefully he just didn't with the voodoo. But I think with, um, <clears throat> I think they're going to run probably a bit more pick and roll with Poole. Uh, Poole seemed to have found himself. He played, scored 43 tonight, which is wild. Yeah, like, he finally started playing like he was supposed to play about damn time. Um, fucking parlays have not been hitting because of you. Anyway, <laughs> you are fucking up people's money. But, um, yeah, I think they can win the game. I think it just comes down to, like, stopping pool. I think he, a lot more pick and roll, just, like, putting Mitch on – having Mitch come up instead of playing in the deep drop, having Grimes, like, chase him over screens and such. And I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not too worried. Um, they absolutely obliterated, obliterated the Raptors. Um, everybody's been beaten up on the Raptors. So, like, it's not really much to say there. But, um, yeah, I think we'll, we'll be okay. Um, there's no one on that team that really concerns me besides Jordan Poole. Um, yeah, I think we match up pretty well with them. And I think Grimes will do... I mean, Grimes is, I mean, I, there was a stat out there today that was, like, there was a graphic out there today <clears throat> that was showing how Grimes performs, like, or how players perform when they're guarded by Grimes. And they've been pretty, play, players have been pretty pedestrian when Grimes is guarding them. So I feel pretty confident in Grimes matching up with Poole. Poole doesn't do anything that's, like, super uber spectacular that, like, is, like, he's not, he's not like someone that's, like, super, super quick that's, like, gonna, like, give Grimes problems that way or he's someone that's like super physical so I think Grimes will be fine with against him yeah I just I they just need to like really play on screens and they can't let him get space because he all he only needs a little bit of space to like get to the rim and they just remember that like he's still like stronger and shiftier than shift and stuff even though he takes a lot of threes and stuff like that he's mm-hmm. not Steph in terms of like his ability because like he will take those shots at the rim 
So hopefully they can change um, that their approach, but I do think they win the game. And the way the Raptors playing, they probably will win that game too. Damn the Raptors think. That's unrelated. The Raptors just think. Yeah, they do. And we have them coming up next, so. Uh, the matchup is horrible for us, but also at the same time, like, their offense is so bad that, like, I'm almost kind of like, even if the matchup is poor, their offense is just, like, not scaring me. Yeah. And Nick Nurse is running them into the ground. He is. I mean, he runs similar rotations to Thibs in terms of, like, playing guys, like, mm-hmm. heavy minutes, but, like, they're not good anyway, so it's like. Like, in a blowout. Pascal Siakam played 37 minutes. Malachi Flynn played 37 minutes, and Fred Ridley played 35. That's insane. Yeah, my Nick, Nick Nurse might be coaching in Britain, so he might go back to Britain. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 that matchup I think is going to be very interesting, though. Even though like the Raptors are struggling. Um, just because of like the coaching styles and like the tactics and like how is Nick Nurse gonna guard against our three best players? Because usually he likes to like box in one versus a player or something like that, or he has like he likes to double players and stuff like that. I mean, Randall has seen his fair share of doubles already. Um, it, it's gonna be interesting to see who he doubles, who he game plans for, and like who will be able to get their game off as a result of that. I think that's all gonna be very interesting stuff to to look for. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Yep. Um, let's see. All right. Um, Jordan Bub says Thibs is getting flowers for every smart Knicks fan, Strickland, KFS, Knicks wall, and etc. has been saying he should do is crazy. Yeah, I mean, he of course he's gonna get flowers because no one gives a hell what the fans say. Like the fans, like we have been pining the reporters the beat reporters and all that for all this time about things they should ask Thibs about regarding stuff that we've been saying that he should do. And he's finally doing it. And now everyone's like, Oh, shout out Thibs. You know, he's, you know, he's finally adapted and, you know, he's playing the young guys and all this other BS. And it's like, well, this is what the fans have been telling you guys for years. And you said we were stupid and irrelevant and we're not a coach in the NBA. So like, what does our opinion matter? Um, so yeah, big middle finger to all those guys. Sure. The fans always know what's best. We do. We do. Like shit. Give it, get, put some respect on our name. That's what we need. Right? I ain't doing 2K rebuilds and, and, and giving and bringing the Knicks to glory for nothing, bro. Facts. Like, we undefeated in my fucking 2K build. Like, we know what we're doing. I played in sport. Facts. Um, let's see. JL says, I hope Wiggins doesn't come back from injury against us. It seems everyone does, including Duarte today. Um, Duarte, I mean, I saw that and I was like, oh, classic guy comes back versus the Knicks. But like, Duarte didn't really do anything to kill us. He had like a three or something, but like, he really didn't do anything spectacular. I think he's still finding his footing. Because he's like always out, so yeah, I, I, I it was okay. Like, he was all right. I don't think he hit a three today. I think he was two of five. Um, yeah, he didn't hit a three, it, it got called back. It was a three. Oh, it was a two, back. yeah, it was a two. Mm, okay, and then he missed three free throws, so and he played for us today, yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, Wiggins coming back does make things a little interesting in that Golden State game, just a quite, quite bit because Wiggins has been. The gold, the Warriors, one of their better players, or like if not their second best player, I would say offensively. Um, he was the one player that was consistently dropping like 20, 20 a night after Steph. Um, so having him back would give them something offensively and also defensively. He's one of their best players, um, especially guarding perimeter guys, and he would be someone that probably matches up against um RJ. Um, so it makes that in that matchup just a little bit more um interesting and not as easy, I would say, as Knicks fans probably think it would be with no Steph and no Wiggins already. So if Wiggins comes back, 
then you know that does make the matchup that much more interesting and yeah <clears throat> um you want to address this next comment while i try to <laughs> uh okay this versus golden state on tnt oh yeah shit is on tnt right who are you hoping doesn't announce this game i hope it's not reggie i really hope it's not reggie could Reggie just be doing the meme gawk for any team that is the Knicks? You know, Jordan Poole is a fantastic and rising young talent. And the, and the Knicks, and then he'll be like, well, the Knicks have not been a good defensive team this year. And the addition of Jalen Brunson has made them worse. Like, he'll just say some, some wrong shit. And, you know, I had that shot in the 1990s even though Patrick, you would beat my ass more than I beat him. But regardless, I had that shot, and I'm living off that shot 30 years later. Also, I feel like I hate New York. Uh, the fans. Uh, that's it. Like, I don't want to hear Reggie Bell, bro. Get, just give me Kevin Harlan and Steph Van Gundy. Let's, let's, let's be adults. Uh, let's, be, let's be adults. Let's keep it A1. Like, Keep Reggie Miller for the West Coast. Please. I- I'm begging. Please. There's no staff this game, so I don't want to hear nothing. I'm like, oh, you know, Reggie Miller needs to be there for the sharpshooter. No. Put that. Put him on the West Coast game. Let's grow up. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. I don't know what's going on with my voice. Shot these last couple seconds. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I mean, for me, um, maybe Stan. Um, Reggie is like a given like I hate hearing Reggie's voice on the broadcast maybe Stan I'm not sure um, if he's like someone that's commentated on a bunch of our games before Um, but yeah his voice is annoying and like sometimes he starts talking about stuff that like I don't think are necessarily relevant to um, well he does give us our props sometimes though so I will say that he gives us our props sometimes I think it's mainly because his brother used to coach the team so like yeah. out of respect for his brother, he kind of like respects the Knicks in a way. Um, and I think he also just respects Dibs and like he'll respect the Dibs team. So, I mean, it, it would have to be Reggie for me too, because I'm not really that keen on whoever else is broadcasting for TNT lately. Like, I mean, since they got rid of Chris Weber, it's just been mainly Reggie Miller. That's been the most annoying person on the, on the broadcast. Um, but yeah, that's who I would say. Um, Thank goodness they got rid of Chris Weber though. Imagine Chris Weber, Reggie Miller on the, the Knicks broadcast. Just oh talking God. about God knows whatever. I need Draymond to retire just so he can start casting these games now. I'm tired of it. It's it's about damn time. Get your ass in the booth. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Last couple comments because my voice is leaving me in <clears throat> I have to teach tomorrow. So <clears throat> Ace Boussard says, congrats on benching Fournier and Rose for Deuce and Grimes. Almost like that being a good decision was a given. Yeah, I mean, like who like who didn't see that being the case? Yeah, I kind of feel like everybody was like, Yeah, you can bench those guys and you'd win. And Tess was like, What? No way, I could never. Ah, and then he did it. And he's like, Okay, maybe they were maybe I was right. Like, no, dude, like. Come on. But I'm glad he did it. I, I'm just glad that we can move past that now and we can all forget about it. Um, Thib says, winning streaks don't mean anything. This game doesn't mean anything come the next game. Fair mindset to have. Yeah, Fair I mean, I get it. You should have keep them humble. It does. But when we get to 10, I mean, like, that's that's a pretty big deal, dog. Look, he can try to keep them humble at 10, but when we get to 10, oh, it's... I'm talking shit. I'm taking receipts. I'm finding all the old tweets. Oh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be filthy when we get to ten. <clears throat> like going into that Christmas game, like oh my god. And if we win that Christmas game, son, eleven straight Christmas win. Me awesome eggnog. It's about to be scary hours on the timeline. Let's just hope we make it there. Yep, let's just hope we make it there. I don't want to talk too ahead of ourselves. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
I guess we can talk about the bench a little bit more today. Um, since I guess the comments didn't really I thought the comments would bring us there. Um, but they didn't. But um off the bench, you know, quickly leading score off the bench with five. I mean, it's so funny because like last year the bench was like the last two years, it was like the bench, it was like New York got one of the best benches in the league. The bench is always pulling us out of these wins or out of these losses. And now it's like we are like one of those teams that is very starter reliant. And like the bench is just there to like give like basically relief to the starters for a little bit. And that's about it. Um, I I I am enjoying the starters being consistently consistent offensively. But I do worry about the um, the load on them offensively um, because they are asked to do a lot. So I am just concerned yeah. about that. And I'm hoping that guys like Quickly and Deuce can find their offensive footing and it be something that sticks. I think they ultimately end up getting one more guy. I think they're going to get another guy. Like, after all, the moves are made up with Cam, potentially Rose, and we'll see what happens with Fournier. I feel like they end up getting another guy. Because the nine-man rotation is nice, but I do feel like they need somebody else who could score efficiently. Like, if there was a pathway to get Alec Burks back, they can't do it for CBA reasons. But like, I feel like that would be something they would, like, look into. But, yeah, I, I think they end up getting a good guy. Like, we saw Eric Gordy's name get floated out there. That wouldn't surprise me if they, like, went back to that. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. So Raptors, they're one of our teams that's that's coming up. Um, Kevin O'Connor just posted they are in blow it up territory, 13 and 17 record losers of five straight. The team looks broken. No realistic path to contention. Only 3.5 games back from the bottom four. Veterans, they could get a haul for. Young talent to build with, making it more of a retool, not a long rebuild. Um. Give me OG and Anobi. Do they sell off Fred, OG, and Pascal and I mean, Gary? I mean, I have no use for Gary on this team. No, I'm I'm, I'm talking about us. I'm just talking about in general. Like, do the do the Raptors like do they sell off all those four guys and like see what they get for them? Maybe they sell off, like two. Two of them. But, like, yeah, but like, like the guy that everybody wants is OG. Yes. The guy that everybody wants is OG. I don't know if anybody really wants Fred like that. Cause like he's been. Oh, you could get something. Year. You could get something for Pascal, though. Yeah, I think a team would like give you like two first round picks for Pascal, like two time All Star. Um, no, one time All Star, two time All NBA. Like you'll get something for Pascal. I can't think of a team who would want him right now off the top of my head, but like you'll get something for him. I really just think it's coming down to like, yeah, if, if OG is available. They can probably get like two first round picks, like protected just for OG. Because some team is going to be like he's a, he's an uber elite three and D wing, who puts up twenty right now. We don't need him to put up twenty. We just need to put up like fourteen or fifteen, and just guard the other team's best man. Like if you're the if you're the Suns, why wouldn't you go for OG and an OB right now? You know. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. I can see it, but yeah, it's it's very interesting. Um, I I mean, we could be the team that probably puts the final nail in the coffin for them. I just saw something about the Bulls potentially like blowing it up. Maybe we those back to back losses to the Knicks were the nail in the coffin. It would be nice to be the nail in the coffin to a lot of teams this year, and to like helping like just help them realize they need to like jumpstart into a rebuild or a retool. So you know, that would be very very fun to see the Knicks do. Um. Raptors have always been an interesting and a tough matchup for us. Um, last year, I think it, it was last year, right, where OG gave us like 40 or something at the Garden? Yeah, it was a filthy-ass game. Yeah, it was nasty. So, you know, I'd like to get my revenge for that, and it's going to be at the Garden. Um, I would like to get our revenge for that and, you know, potentially push them into a rebuild. Um, but, yeah. I, I need I need them to blow it up at the Garden. Remember, like, lat, like in the we year year, but like we faced two coaches like back to back. They got a fire. It was like the Timberwolves and like the Kings. And I think they fired the coaches off of mixed losses. I need that kind of attitude on the team again. We coach killers. Yeah, 
Um, JL says we needed a Nets game during this stretch to prove if we really locked in. Yeah, Nets, Nets, Nets is always like our ultimate battle because like we have never beat them in a th- on a, 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 under Thibs. So like if we played the Nets during the, this win streak and we're able to like beat them, um, or like even beat them handily the way we've beaten the Bulls, that would have been very fun to see. Um, Jalen Brunson, RJ, and Randall cooking. Um, Katie and Kyrie, um, but yeah. Ah uh, man, we had a better chance of winning the chip than beating the Nets. Like I don't, I don't trust. I don't trust us against that team. I don't know what it is, but like we just cannot beat the Nets. Yeah, I I don't understand. Like every game that we get into against them, well, for the most part, it's like we've had the blown lead, we've had the blowouts, we've lost to them in every conceivable way possible. We've I, lost to yeah, them like, at the buzzer we've lost to them like to free throws at the end of the game we've lost to them like in overtime i think before we've lost to them because they've come back like we've lost to them every way imaginable that's the only team Tibbs hasn't beat as a next coach i'm pretty sure i think that's the only team he hasn't beat which is nuts to think about so if when they beat the nets then like the floodgates are gonna open and steam wins the championship Maybe. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Yasser says, did you see that one play where RJ displayed some really nice bursts on, I believe, Miles Turner, even though he ended up passing it in, like, the second quarter? Um, Man, that's, like, kind of – that's a vague – that's a vague description of a play because I feel like there was a lot of plays in that second quarter where RJ, like, displayed some nice bursts because, like – yeah. That was like the name of his game tonight, especially with the poster dunk. But yeah, he, he was getting up there. He had the buddies tonight. Um, but yeah, it's it's nice to see RJ remember that he is an explosive athlete. He has the strength, and you know he can utilize it to do things as of, of the sort. So, you know, you're just hoping that he can continue to put that together. And then with the three point shooting, if that comes along, it makes for a very scary combination. Yeah. Um. All right. JL says, I think this will be our last comment. After seeing Kemba off the couch, cook the Cavs backcourt back the Cavs backcourt. I think I need that series. Yeah. I feel like Kem- if, Kemba if, was giving if, them that work. I know. It was I was like, what He was cooking Jared Allen off the dribble and stuff. I was like, oh shit. He like had Jared Allen on Island for the last possessions of like the fourth quarter and took it to the rack. Sized them up. Sauced him, took it to the rack, blew past him. I was like, okay, like okay, Kemba, you definitely gonna need like forty five packs of ice after this game, but okay. Yeah, like where the he hooping wearing thirty four? That's the ugly number, bro. That's the I'm wash number. I bro, that's like watching your heroes fall. Be so sad. Like you couldn't even give my man like a fifteen. You couldn't give him a fifteen. Give him thirty four. That's the that's the vet minimum number, bro. That is. Oh that my is. god. But nah, that backcourt was food. They was food the other night. And Brunson versus Brunson, QG, and RJ seeing that. Even with even with like uh I mean once Donovan. JB sees Donovan Mitchell, his like eyes turn red. We saw in that playoff series, like he yeah. just sees that as a baby. So true. So here's a but like I do think that if that player series were to happen. It it would be a lot closer than um I think a lot of people would expect, and a, I think it'd be closer than a lot of pundits expect, um especially yeah. with the whole like oh the Knicks they missed out on Donovan thing. There's that whole storyline there. And like their like, offense sucks, dude. Their it offense does. is not good. It's bad. And I mean they they barely what was it like they barely scored a. Did they even score a hundred versus the Cavs? I mean not even versus the Cavs versus the Mavs like. Z squad, <laughs> like they scored a hundred, and it was it, it took, took them overtime. overtime. Yeah, yeah, they had to go to overtime versus the Mavs Z squad, um, led by Kemba Walker. Watched Kemba Walker, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not moved by the Cavs offensively. So like, I I would like to see that playoff series, and there's a very huge possibility that it might happen. Um, NBA scriptwriters they will go crazy with that one. That is like. They're saying the Knicks are finally like 
playing to like where they should be and like the Cavs are where they should be. So they're like, oh, you know what? Let's 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 write that one in the future. Well, I, I probably tell you, like Donovan Mitchell versus the team that should have traded for him. That, that that would be box office ESPN right there. And if the Knicks won, if the Knicks won that playoff series, man, like oh my god, like ESPN would feast off that for like a decade. That'd be a, there'd be a thirty for thirty on that whole on that whole season, dude. I feed off that for a decade. Like Knicks make the Eastern Conference semifinals, like all the pain and memories of Roy Hibbert stuffing mellow shit in that game six go away. I'm like reborn again. Free of the shackles. I, I need it. I need it. I think everybody needs it. They don't know they need it yet, but I need it. Yeah. Um, I think that's gonna be the last comment we address because my voice is shot and I need to save it for tomorrow. Um, we will catch you guys on Tuesday after the Knicks versus Warriors game on TNT. Check out everything stricken related in the comment in the description. I mean. We got links to the site, Patreon, merch, and Twitter. All great ways to support us. Um, <clears throat> make sure you leave a like and subscribe. We're on our way to 1K subs, so that will help us out a ton. Um, share this with anyone that you know that might be a Knicks fan. Um, if you are on Twitter and you are watching this, make sure you pull up to the YouTube, leave a like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, we'll be back on Tuesday. Everyone have a good night. Enjoy tomorrow. Peace out.